Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk and Accessible World. And tonight we're going to learn about someone and all of his products and his website and an interesting new app that has come out that uh, people are loving. Um, You've heard of Calliope, but not in this particular instance. And to tell us all about his products, including the one I just named, we're delighted to have someone with us who is actually in the UK and is up either very early or very late just to be with us. And we're delighted to have him on Tech Talk and welcome Nathan Smith. Thank you very much indeed. So tell us about what you do and tell us about your website and I'll be quiet and let you go. And then eventually we'll sure. do a question and answer later on, whenever. Sure, sure. Well, if I do start to ramble, just, uh, you know, do, do, do a cough. Um, I, I, will, I will get the hook, I promise. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> you know, funny, uh, funny story, actually. I remember uh, one speech I went to once where somebody said, uh, if I ramble too much, then do a cough, and some, somebody immediately went, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I'm Nathan Smith. Uh, I run the Nathan Tech website. That's nathantech.net. Um, I've been running that since 2013, although... Back then, it wasn't much more than a few pages of typoed spelling mistake field uh, ranting. These days, thankfully, it's a lot more professional and contains a variety of products from software to um, a multiplayer text-based game called uh, a multi-user dungeon, uh, tutorials, an archive of accessible software. You name it, it's got it. as also mentioned, I am a software developer. I've developed several pieces of software over the last few years. Um, the original focus of Nathan Tech actually was on audio games. Um, that was when it launched back in 2014. And I started off doing several simulation, simple simulation type games, which aren't around anymore. Um, and I also started with a few uh, simple text-based games uh, in the browser. Then in 2015, yeah, 2015, I started the multi-user dungeon as started the development of that, which launched in 2016. Um, it was around 2017, 2018 that I picked up the software side of things along with the tutorials as well. Um, and ever since kind of 2018, I've really heavily been focused on the software side of things because there's a lot of... I guess, products that I feel the blind community needs that we currently don't have. And a very fine example of that uh, I'll talk about in just a moment, of course, is Calliope, as mentioned, but also um, a program which I released called Lunar RSS. And um, Lunar RSS is a podcast reader um, along with a RSS feed reader. And it's also an RSS, RSS feed builder. Um, it allows you to subscribe to and listen to podcasts on your Windows PC. It should be noted all of, all of this software is uh, Windows software um, that runs on Windows 7 and 10. It should run on XP as well, but I admit I unfortunately haven't got uh, a laptop dating back that far anymore. Um, but yeah, so Lunar RSS is a podcast uh, podcatcher and uh, it also handles RSS feeds. And it comes integrated with the iTunes uh, search repository and the Feedly uh, repository. So you can search for your feeds uh, as you're listening. And it's very customizable with various settings on update speeds and uh, various sounds you can have. And obviously, you know, 100% accessible and simple as well. That's, That's another thing I really stand for is simple interfaces. You know, there's a growing trend in the mainstream market to make things visually attractive, but can leave a screen reader user or even someone who just likes things quite unanimated, I think is a a good word. Uh, It leaves us quite baffled. And I just do not see a point. Why make your program so fancy and singing, all singing, all dancing, if it can't be used? So a main focus of Luna and of Calliope uh, was simple feature-backed and i actually listened to the podcast uh, this very podcast on uh, luna earlier so um 
Of course, the other big, big project that I worked on and continue to work on is Calliope, which is a media player, which is packed, and I mean jam-packed, full of features. Calliope started off quite simple as uh, actually just a way that I wanted to play OGG files, OGG files natively on Windows and was frustrated that uh, they kept opening up in my browser. Uh, so that led me to start Calliope. And since then, since uh, version one, it's now on version three, uh, it's gone through several evolutions. And of course, version three is the one we're on now, uh, which contains what I call, I've started this new design plan recently, which I'm I'm using with Calliope and a program which is due to be released in a couple of months called uh, Multiple Screens. And the way this works is there's a list at the side of the screen um, which allows you, it's almost like pages on an iPhone. So it allows you to, using the arrow keys, go to different screens of the app. Um, and you can also use the, hold down the Alt key and press the numbers one to zero. So in Calliope, for example, the screens are such things as um, the main play screen, the file explorer. It comes with a built-in file explorer, which excludes any non-media files. So it makes it a lot quicker to hunt down a music file, for example. Uh, you've also got a built-in uh, media library handler, so it can handle, uh, if you've got an old iTunes library knocking around, not sure what to do with it, no worries, Calliope can convert that in without a trouble. It comes integrated with radio streaming facilities, as well as um, a search feature for that, so you can search for your favourite radio stations, listen to those and stream those. Um, it comes with a playlist editor and builder, it comes integrated with the LibriVox audiobook library, which is a um, service, I guess. Is, is, that a, is that the right word, a, a service? Anyway, for free audiobooks that are in the public domain, and you can download those, listen to those straight through Calliope. Um, there's a YouTube screen um, for searching YouTube, listening to YouTube. Um, and I feel like I'm missing it. Ah, yes, global keystrokes, of course. Um, so you can manipulate Calliope even if you're not focused on the window. Say you're at work, you've got a radio station on in the background, your boss comes over, taps you on the shoulder, you need to quickly pause uh, or turn the volume down. Instead of flicking through a thousand windows, you simply hold down what the default key is, Alt, Shift and P to pause, but you can change that within Calliope if you want to. Uh, Calliope supports several different file types, including MP3, OGG, WAV, um, MP2, MP4, M4A, <clears throat> and several others as well that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it comes built in with a tag editor, so you can edit audio tags if that's your thing. And you can also convert files from within the file, uh, within the program as well. So if you've got an MP3 that you want to be aware of or vice versa, you can convert those nice and easy within uh, the media player. But Calliope and Luna are just two projects that I work and continue to work on, um, although admittedly they are two of the biggest. Um, I've also released smaller utilities for network testing, for example, for getting your IP address, uh, speed testing your network, all accessibly, of course. Um, Character Counter, which is very old. Character Counter was actually one of the first pieces of software I released and probably, probably quite obsolete these days, considering Microsoft Word. Um, I'm really not pumping myself up here very well. Um, Ah, Sunrise, of course, Sunrise Waterfall, um, a pretty name that has absolutely nothing to do with what the software actually does, um, other than the fact uh, that Sunrise, or sorry, uh, Waterfall is a, is a project management style. But anyway, um, so Sunrise Waterfall is a website builder. So it allows you to build your own website without knowing any code whatsoever. And it comes integrated with over 50 types of element for your page. It comes with built-in mail form creation, uh, sitemap generation, which probably means nothing to people who don't build websites, I just realized. Um, essentially, it allows you to build your website without knowing any code, and you can go back and edit your website as you see fit. And again, it's all in a very, very list format. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, it's just using the arrow keys, basically. Um, but the program Sunrise also comes with built-in information. So if you wanted to learn how to code or wanted to know what an element did, uh, there are buttons that you can tab to that tell you what, uh, what the element is. 
um, to show you the raw code as well. So you might be thinking, okay, so I've added an ID, but how does that affect the code? I know what this code looks like, but what does it look like once I make this change? You can just click on view raw and it will show you that raw HTML. For those who know what it is as well, um, Sunrise also comes with a built-in Markdown editor. If people, uh, if you're one of these people who likes to write in Markdown, um, then Sunrise has a built-in Markdown editor, which allows you to write your Markdown, hit a keystroke, and it will show you exactly what your Markdown would look like. I'm just actually going to bring up the Native Tech website just to make sure I don't miss anything. I do work on all this while trying to do a university degree at the same time. Um, EDU Learn, EduLearn, is a small utility I released a while ago at the request of um, Unstable Internet, lovely. Um, at the request of a customer, I guess you'd call him a client, a friend, an acquaintance. Um, not sure I know I'm close enough to be a friend. Not sure on that one. Um, EduLearn, it's basically if you've got young children and um, they're learning to talk and they see you using the laptop or the computer and they want to do the same, they want to press buttons and things like that. EduLearn is an accessible program which um, allows them to press buttons on a laptop and produces certain sounds. So, for example, the letter J, when you press the first time you press J, um, it will announce J in a female voice. If you press it again, it will say Jaguar. And while that's on the screen, uh, while, sorry, while they're pressing that key, it will show a picture of a Jaguar on the screen. And then the space, alt, escape, enter, all those various keys, they just make uh, amusing sounds. Um, periodic table is my accessible well, periodic table. Um, it's a table of the elements, the chemical elements. It was designed with the idea that people, particularly students in school, when I was in school, I had a raised periodic table and it was quite big. Um, and there was no way I was finding elements very quickly. So the periodic table that I released, it's designed to make that process a lot quicker um, to present the table both in list form and how the periodic table actually appears and also give a blind user the ability to jump to an element very quickly um, so that they can keep up with the same speeds as their um, sighted colleagues in the classroom. And it also comes with built-in information about, for example, heat, uh, melting point, boiling point, um, a short description of the element and anything you could really want, to be honest. Um, so that's, that's the main software. Um, don't want to ramble for too long on, on this sort of thing. Um, I will touch briefly on, I've done some tutorials as well, spoken and text transcribed on various subjects from learning to write website code called HTML, uh, learning to start programming. If you wanted to be a game or software developer, I've done a, a series on uh, learning Python, which is a um, programming language. I've also done several smaller tutorials for specific pieces of software. And I also, my most recent tutorial is a getting started with voiceover tutorial for iPhones and iPads. Um, back on the 1st of February, I also launched the software archive. That's software.nathantech.net. And the software archive contains over 60, well, over 70, I think we're up to now, pieces of software ranked by accessibility, sorted into categories with descriptions and information on price and things like that, um, with the sole purpose of telling you how accessible a piece of software is, basically. The concept behind this is you can be like, for example, I'm looking for an antivirus, um, but I'm not sure which one's accessible. So you hop onto the software archive, uh, click on enter the archive, then categories, click on antivirus and they will be listed there along with a rating out of five and they'll tell you all about the software and any adaptations you might need to make. Software Archive was only launched back in February so we're only at around I think it's 70 to 75 pieces of software at the moment um, but we're it's growing every day. Um, so any obviously any submissions are always welcome um but um so there might not be everything on there yet i've got as many things as i usually use on a daily basis on there and the cool thing is that 
you're starting to act as a clearinghouse. For instance, if, if somebody wanted to look for a antivirus program, they would do a search on any of your favorite browsers. And then you'd gather them. You've gathered them all together so that they're all in one place so that we don't have to do a lot of sh- a searching. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly the idea because, you know, we, we type into Google uh, accessible antivirus software mm-hmm. and, you know, you might get lucky. You might hit an article or something like that written by somebody, but the software archive is designed with the idea that you don't have to search around. You don't have to try three different pieces of software, two out of which don't work and another one, you know, which works kind of. And then three months later, your friend suggests one that works really well after you've just wasted 10 10 bucks on a piece of software that probably doesn't work really well for you. Sure, sure. We have three hands, which is fine, but I wondered if you would go into a little more depth because you mentioned Calliope and you mentioned the number of things that it has bundled in it, one of which is an MP3 uh, player for YouTube, etc., which is outstanding. It's a media player. I mean, you also have the media player, so people have been looking for that. That's one of the requests we had Oh, a month ago, we did sort of a, what would you like to see on Tech Talk? And one was a discussion of of the comparisons and contrasts of the different media player, players that are on the market. And so I'm curious as to things that Calliope has to offer. Sure. Um, okay. So I, I get this question surprisingly, or rather unsurprisingly, quite a lot, um, especially – regarding uh i think it's pronounced fuba or fubar um because that's one of the leading media players out there so um obviously the advantages that calliope has over windows media player are countless um aside from the fact it supports og files which was my original intention you know it comes with the radio stream search it comes with global keystrokes and all sorts for windows media player i can i can safely say it's it's left media player in the dust um but obviously the two big media players that people always talk about are winamp and fuba um obviously winamp as far as i know has unfortunately stopped being developed i might be slightly mistaken on that they one. just started again um, about a year ago oh did they yes brilliant mm-hmm. oh fantastic fantastic yeah um and i did have i must admit i had some brilliant brilliant experiences with winamp um the main advantage really for calliope over winamp if nothing else is simplicity you know there's no having to know what a skin is there's no having to learn a million trillion keystrokes unless you want to it's all there it's all tabular so you just tab around you you know, the biggest keystrokes you have to learn, and you don't even have to learn those, but to speed up your movement through the program would be the alt and then one to zero. Um, obviously, Calliope has got the radio search feature, which I don't remember Winamp having. I will hold my hands up and say it's been a while since I used Winamp. Um, and it should be noted, you know, I didn't make Calliope to compete with Winamp or Fuba. I'm not I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier today, actually. I'm not a company. I don't make money off of any of this software. It's all free. Um, I just develop where I see a need. And if somebody asks for something, I do my best to get it. You know, I'm, I'm just a just a guy trying to make a difference. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I'm almost 100% sure both uh, Fuba, the radio search feature is something that I'm pretty sure Winham doesn't have. Um, the main advantage for Calliope over Fuba is an interesting one, or Fuba, I'm, I'm really not sure how to pronounce that, um, is an interesting advantage that Calliope has over Fuba is out of what I call out of the box. With Fuba, you install it, you have to set up a lot of things. You have to configure your keystrokes and preferences. You have to download plugins and install them. And yeah, okay, fine. You know, you can download a lot of plugins and components and spend half your day installing them and getting them right and making sure they work and getting familiar with their interfaces. And anybody falling asleep yet? Because I am. Uh, Whereas Calliope, you install it, you run it, it's done. It's out of the box. It's simple. It's designed to work for you. So for some, that's an advantage. Other people go, yeah, but, you know, 
FUBA for me. If you're a FUBA person, you're a FUBA person. If you're a Calliope, you're a Calliope. You know, as I said, they're not... I didn't make Calliope to compete. If people think Calliope's better, that's fantastic. I'm, You know, if it helps one person, my job's done. Um, but I always say, if you want simplicity, go with Calliope. If you're willing to have a bit of a learning curve, if you're willing to set it up, try out FUBA. If you don't like it, Calliope will always be there. Good, good, um, good, good. Yeah, sure. John is asking, and I, my guess is no, but John is asking, he's working still uh, because it's not even 5.30 in the afternoon here and he's working for Disney. But he said, is, is Calliope in the least bit proprietary? Will it take over with regard to the file types that you currently have uh, on the player and insist on using its own? And I said, I can't believe it would do that. Other other media no. players might, because I've seen yeah, that. No. But this one won't. I didn't no. think so. No. No. Calliope, when you install Calliope, um, on, in, in one of the install screens, it actually asks you, uh, would you like to register the extensions? And it explains what that is. What it basically means is, would you like Calliope, when you click on a file, would you like Calliope to be one of the options that uh, comes up with to play? But the only way Calliope will, for lack of a better word, take over from media player or your is if you set it as your default media player. But no, Calliope does not have its own file type. I mean, what's the point? Nobody's <laughs> going to use it. Yeah, no. um, it's better to integrate with people's systems rather than inconvenience them. Yeah. Michelle Bernstein's first. Hi, um, Nathan. First of all, I, I had a, I just had a comment and a, and a question. I have to thank you so so very much. Um, I found out a little while ago about your audio tutorials on learning voiceover, and I'm somebody who's transitioning with my eyesight. So this is all sort of a new world to me. And those tutorials are fantastic. And the best thing also is that I can download them to my Victor Reader Stream. And then have my iPhone in my hand and just listen, you know, instead of trying to do everything on my iPhone. So thank you so much because you sort of distilled it down to the real essentials, what I need to know to start out to learn everything. And I've not really found that in any other place. So you, you did a, a wonderful thing for the blind and low vision community. Um, so thank you so much for the audio tutorials. Um, but the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, and I don't know that this is of interest to you at all, but would you consider making sort of a similar thing, like a, a short audio tutorial as an introduction to JAWS? Because if you're somebody like me who's a PC user who's not a Mac user, and you have to learn how to use a computer without your vision, it's very daunting because, you know, you can use an iPhone for certain things, but you can't really use an iPhone to type out a lot of long things that you need to do. And I just was so impressed with how you did this for voiceover. If you use JAWS and you know JAWS, I wondered if you might consider doing like, you know, a half an hour or an hour introduction, just because I know I live in New York City and I know a lot of people who are transitioning with our eyesight and we're all very puzzled because there's just not a way for us to learn how to use a computer without our eye, without our vision and we're losing our vision. So our choice is either to learn a Mac or learn JAWS on the PC and the resources are just not out there for JAWS. So I was going to ask you if you might put it in your suggestion pile and, and think about it. And thank you so much again for the voiceover tutorials. They're, they're just wonderful. I'm, I'm really, really pleased that they've helped someone. Um, you know, you put this stuff out there with the hopes that, you know, someone will find it, it will help someone, but always with that little nagging doubt that actually, you know, it's not being put out enough there, especially with the voiceover tutorials as they were pretty recent. So I'm really, really pleased that um, you, you found those useful. I need to mention um, that, that there are tons of resources for JAWS on the Freedom Scientific webpage. It's www freedomscientific.com yes, yes, there, Tons there, of them. there are but they're they're not as simple to use if you're a novice user and what nathan did was just incredible because there's tons and tons of stuff for voiceover too but he distilled it down and explained it so well 
And I just sat here thinking, please let him do something like this for Jaws. I uh-huh. was like praying for it. So I, I'm not contra- I'm not contradicting. Oh you. no, no. He and I, just has a gift. I can't relate to that because I'm a I'm a power user. So I I don't know. I know what it was like when I right. started. No, I I know. But I, know. I don't just, know now. It's a big, it's a big community, and mm-hmm. there's people with all levels of vision loss sure. and all experiences. Sure. I'm re- I'm not representing the norm in accessible world. I know. But I found my way to this community, and I certainly, living in New York City, I've met tons of people like myself. So I'll, I'm going to stop talking because I know there's a lot of other people. <laughs> um, Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, really quickly, um, on the subject of JAWS and uh, NVDA, which is the other um, screen reader for Windows, yes is the, the short answer to the question. I have considered doing tutorials for JAWS, NVDA, and indeed just for windows itself just for you know getting to grips with windows and and knowing where to start because when things changed from windows 7 to windows 10 all right it was a few years ago now but it was a huge transition we went from simple menu design to this grid what is this um and even i'm not sure for yourselves but for me it even threw me for a little while i wasn't even sure where to go um but yes, no, now that I know, the only thing that's really been holding me back with the JAWS and Windows kind of uh, tutorials is, as was previously mentioned, that Freedom Scientific do a lot for that kind of thing. And I wasn't sure if there was a need for it, if there was a want for it. But now that I know that if no one else, you definitely uh, would find something like that helpful, then yes, absolutely. I will make sure it's on my things to do. Um, I cannot, I will be honest and say, I can't guarantee anytime soon because I've got, um, so I'm a, I'm a business management, uh, undergrad, uh, doing my final semester at the moment. Um, and I've got deadlines coming up in about three weeks, but, uh, towards the end of April, we're looking at a lot of, a lot more free time in terms of, um, you know, deadlines are gone. Uh, a couple of big releases are finished. So yes, 100% yes. Tutorials for JAWS and indeed Windows are definitely on the roster. And I'll, I'm just going to say quickly, I would be happy to, if you, you know, we're looking for financial contributions to help you in this, I would, I know other people that would as well. So if that's an issue, I, I know I've seen your work. I know you're, I'm just listening today. I'm so impressed with you. And thank you really, because you're making I know a lot of people in similar situations myself, and we're all the way across the pond, but honestly, you would be doing a blessing for people. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for saying sure. it, ma'am. Um, in, terms of, in terms of support, there's a page on the Nathan Tech website, actually, which goes into detail on um, ways you can support, the, support me and support the website. I don't tend to accept uh, donations, and it explains why on there. Um, very briefly, it's, it's just I have this strange thing about offering free products and free services and then saying, but you can donate, you know, if you're going to do that, just charge for them. It just felt when I was thinking about it back about two years ago, I was like, well, this doesn't feel ethical to me. If I'm going to want money for something, then I should just charge for it. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I do free software. I do free tutorials. And the best way you guys can support me is, is spread the word, you know, make sure that people, other people get helped because, you know, if people are getting help from my products, then that's what they're made for. And that's what's important. And, you know, if you ever happen to meet uh, old Queen Liz and you mention a knighthood, well, that wouldn't go to miss either. Okay. All right. Mitchell's got the next question. I got a couple of questions about your uh, media player. Um, if you do it at the fast startup, you get multiple audio. And uh, ah, yes, this is a the, this is a known bug um, on the tutorial. I mean, on the documentation page, it doesn't say how to disable that, and it doesn't say that you got to yeah. kill your computer to get it to stick. Yeah, no. Um, this is a known bug with uh, 3.3. I have actually fixed it in the dev version, and I will push out an update um, sometime this week. We might be looking towards the end of the week, but there definitely is an update coming because, um, as, as mentioned, it's a really serious bug. Um, the quickest way to do it that I can recommend is either launch things from within Calliope, so open Calliope up, 
and use the file explorer within Calliope, that will stop things from uh, the window from opening up twice or simply Alt F4, one of the windows, and it will shut it. But I am really, really apologetic um, and hyper aware that that is a bug at the moment. And it's, it's quite frustrating. Okay, another thing. Uh, your, the YouTube feature in that, have you considered putting YouTube channels as an option? I have. YouTube is really, for lack of a better word, difficult. They're, um, they, yeah. I mean, without without going into too much detail, I have, and I'm I'm been I've done work on it off and on. Um, and if it can be done, it will be done. It's just one of those things that takes a lot of time. And Google are very very particular about youtube access and all that um yes but yes if it can be done it will be done and i've been looking into uh various ways to do it google charges for a lot of their products uh, and a lot of their services so i'm having to be really careful to not overload calliope um and then start you know having to pay google hundreds and thousands of pounds um but yes if if it can be done it will be done it's just not something I've managed to figure out a way to do just yet. Right. Uh, there's another bug in there. It's a playlist. Mm-hmm. I tried to save a playlist to say playlist cannot be saved. So that's another bug. Right. Okay. Um, where did you try and save it? Was it somewhere the program... Fo- like, I made a folder. Yeah, so it's, it's somewhere it. that the... Gotcha. Right. Okay. No worries. Um, I will doing definitely look into that. that and make sure that gets fixed as well. On, on Calliope itself? Yeah. From an audio uh, I admit I hadn't. I certainly can do. If if that's something that would be useful, sure. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I looked at your the documentation. Some of it was kind of difficult to figure out and... You know, for people like the lady that was just talking to you, I think audio would be good for her point, for her point of view. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I definitely could. It's not something that I had not done because I don't want to. It's just something I never considered. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Can you explain more about your podcast uh, program? Sure, uh, Luna RSS. So it's a, uh, it's what's called a podcast, a podcatcher. Right. Um. And when you open it up, it presents you with a tree view, um, which you can then add the feeds to. So I'll give you an example. Take um, what I did earlier. I, I cracked open the program. Uh, I pressed Alt and the right arrow, which took me to uh, one of the menus. Uh, and I clicked on the search iTunes repository. I typed in the name of a podcast and clicked subscribe. And then it appears in the tree view. Um, and it will automatically date those podcasts when there's a new episode. You can stream episodes, download them if you want to. Um, all sorts. You can sort them into their own categories. All sorts, really. Um, yeah. Does it name episode, or do you, or do you got to do that manually if you download an episode? No, it names it names the epi- it names each episode depending on what the author names them. Uh, it names the podcast as well, although you can rename the podcast on your side if for for example uh, some people use it for as a feed catcher um rss feeds, they're a little bit outdated these days used on blogs and in forums to tell you when something's updated so you don't have to keep revisiting a website you can just pop that you can just pop the rss feed into uh, a feed reader and it will tell you when there's an update uh, luna supports that and um, but because of that, obviously, some feeds are just like web links. So Luna does allow you to rename the podcast or the feed itself um, to something. But no, the episodes themselves come with names. And if the provider hasn't given it a name, it will just title them as like episode one, episode two and so on. OK, Londa is next. My question was about um, your Calliope. Does it do anything with SoundCloud at all? I have a bunch of SoundCloud content that I have paid for that 
I have a difficult time doing, and I've even tried to use VLC, and it seems to want to randomize it instead of playing it in the order it's supposed to be played in. And I was wondering if you'd ever done anything with it where I so, could, you know, download like you do with YouTube. Sure. So um, I looked very briefly into SoundCloud um, during the period where I was upgrading to version three of the program. And that, I admit, was about as far as it went at the time. If SoundCloud is a feature you're interested in, I can definitely note it down and look into it more in depth to see if it's something I can integrate into the program. Um, and as I do know, a couple of people who actually have, um, have have expressed interest in it. I do know SoundCloud, you can upload as well off the top of my head. I don't use it myself. I'm pretty sure you can upload. may come down to SoundCloud having their own standalone app. Like I might develop a standalone for SoundCloud simply because it might require so many features that I don't want to overload Calliope too much. Um, but yes, absolutely. If SoundCloud is something you would like, it's a feature I can absolutely look into. Yeah, I would like to be able to more easily access content that I've actually paid for. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Thank you, Londa. Hey, Travis, next. Um, okay, so this Clippy app, is it um, available on iPhone and iPads? Um, all my software, unfortunately, is Windows only. Okay. Um, I've done a little bit of work to try and get a photo, unfortunately, at the moment. Uh, the tutorials, obviously, you can, and the website you can access from iPhones, but no, Calliope, Luna, they're all Windows only. Yeah, I'm working probably the first one that will go Mac is probably the periodic table. But even that, I have to admit, is quite a long way off. It's just a whole different system. Like the basic elements of just getting a list to display on the screen is just completely different code. It's it's like <laughs> not even a case of just moving things across. It's I have to completely rewrite the program. So right. it, take, it takes time, but it's not something I've ruled out. Absolutely not. It's just not something likely to happen soon. Okay, Bobby is next. Hey, Nathan, I just heard about your website this past Saturday, and I love it so much. I love the software that's on it. I didn't know anything about Calliope till this year, and I'm so happy I'm using it. I love all the great features. Um, however, um, I can't get it to play um, PLS, and have you considered adding that support and how would you get to the audio converter? I didn't see anything about converting audio or adding files to it. Okay. Um, I'll answer the questions as quick as I can. So the audio converting feature, um, go into Calliope, into the file explorer screen, uh, either press your applications key or right click on a file and it will be in that menu there. You'll see an option called convert uh, this file. PLS, that's ringing a really vague bell for some reason. Isn't that, uh, isn't PLS like a playlist format used by radio streams? Yes, it is. So, um, yeah, it will happen really quickly. One thing I'd recommend in the meantime, go to the radio screen, which off the top of my head is Alt 5, Alt 4, Alt 5, one of the two. There's a button on there called search. See if Mushroom FM appears in that because it's a huge archive that it searches through. So you might be able to find your radio stream in there in the meantime. Okay, Carla is next. First of all, um, the the Calliope, I'm really excited about it. Um, Is there a way for Calliope or some software that you have to record internet programs, you know, internet radio, because sometimes there's something on and I really want to hear it, but I can't at the time. And I'd like to be able to record it. And also is there, are there tutorials for all these programs to show you how to use them once you get them? And again, thank you for what you do. I'm going to shut up now. Absolutely. (laughs) It's my pleasure. First of all. Um, So, the I think we mentioned the audio tutorials earlier. It's not an idea that had crossed my mind, but now that it has, I will definitely get those out as soon as possible. Recording is a difficult issue because I looked into this and uh, there was a program that did implement this a while ago and they got into, they didn't quite get taken to court, but it was a bit of a legal issue on the whole 
you know, recording music and copyright issues. And some radio stations said, yeah, we're fine with it. Others were like, hey, cut it out or we're going to take you to court. So in the end, I decided not to implement it just to cover my own back. And as I wasn't sure what the legal standing was on it, things like that, if it comes down that it can be done, you know, if, if it turns out that actually this is perfectly fine, as long as you say to the user on your own head, then, you know, expect to see it. For the meantime, though, just, you know, to remain on, on the good side of the law, um, Calliope can't. But again, not to say it won't in the future. It's just legal issues and I'm not a barrister. Okay, Marsha is next. Um, I was just kind of wondering, uh, yeah, maybe you might have just addressed that. But I'm trying to get into recording um, my own podcasts. Mm-hmm. Do you get into that or is that going into that whole legal mumbo jumbo that you want to stay the heck away from? Um, so that's more a Luna RSS thing. Um, and Luna, Luna is interesting. So Luna, first of all, Luna has a feed builder. So if you are a podcast creator, Luna can help you build your RSS feed for your website. Luna does allow you to download, uh, podcast episodes. Um, that isn't as much of a legal thing because podcasts are free. And if they're not free, they usually require a password. And if you've got that password, it's yours to do with as you see fit. So, yeah, Luna can definitely download um, entire archives, in fact, of podcasts. No, I'm um, trying to find out whether I can actually record my own. Oh, if you can record. Um, so I admittedly don't have any software that could do that. Um, I guess I could put it into Calliope. Your best bet for that, I've got a tutorial up already for a program called audacity um which some is people free will groan. Mm-hmm. yeah which is free some it's people very will old i mean but it's still being updated yeah some people prefer i think it's gold wave gold wave um, soundforge i'm learning reaper now there are several sound editors that are available and accessible for blind mm. people sadly some of the ones that are really good for like mac are not as accessible but there are plenty of them out there marsh if you want to actually be able to record yeah. something yeah, but yeah, I'm, having to got, do, um, I'm having to do as part of my university stuff. I'm getting my MFA creative writing, and we're in a portfolio class where we're marketing and crap. And I was just kind of wondering <laughs> how to do um, podcasting so that I can bring it up to my professors and other such like, so I can actually uh, do a little bit of marketing of my own stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, I definitely recommend audacity because i've used that in the past and um i've got an audio tutorial up already about that though i pre-warned i recorded it a couple of years ago my voice is about two octaves higher um but no definitely drop me um i think my email was in the the initial email that got sent out and we'll probably repeat it later Mm -hmm. but if you've got questions like that i'll definitely i can arrange either another meeting or we can have an email chat about it um about that more but yeah, no, definitely Audacity if you want an audio tutorial ready-made on my website. Ah, you know, so there's a way to get Audacity and then get your tutorial, or do I have to go somewhere else to get Audacity? To, to you can go- Google yeah, Audacity. Yeah, so Audacity isn't owned by me, so it's not on my website. But, but um, you can Google you can it. You get to it from yeah. my website, I think. Or you can okay. Google it. Sure, sure. Okay, oh, Diane's next. Okay. Um, I just had a a really a suggestion for uh, Michelle from New York. Uh, She was wanting to learn Jaws, you know, from the very beginning. And, you know, especially as she's uh, crossing over uh, with her site and everything. And the best thing is to, for right now, she wants to get started tomorrow while she waits for you, is uh, to contact the Andrew High School Library and talk to Chancy Fleet because that's one of the things she does. She's a tech trainer and uh, she also uses JAWS. She's very proficient uh, and she works at the Andrew High School Library. So, um, of course, right now they're not doing it in person, but they do over the phone and they do one-on-one. So that might be a good resource for her uh, while she, you know, waits for, some more tutorials from you, but um, 
anyway, but I, I love your I, I, yeah. Thank you. I'm, this is Michelle. I know Chancey mm-hmm. actually really well. I was I volunteer at the library. Oh, well, so there I you know, go. I, really, I appreciate your <laughs> suggestion. I just, for me, I, I, what he did with the voiceover tutorials is wonderful because you can download them, listen to them over and over and over again, and then mm-hmm. practice with the iPhone. So mm-hmm. I understand. I know what you're saying, and I know living in New York City, there's a lot of resources. You can, mm-hmm. you know, many people know Jaws. But what he offered with voiceover is so much better than any experience I've had so far with voiceover because you can just practice over and over. So if I knew Braille, I could sit there with a Braille manual and learn it that way, but I don't know Braille. So I, I appreciate I appreciate what you're saying, and I do know Chansey, and she's wonderful. So thank you. Yeah, but you said you wanted Jaws, yes? I do, yes, but he, he did audio tutorials on voiceover, and I just sat there saying to myself, I wish... There was such a thing for Jaws because I have to learn both. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. at a late point in my life, I have to learn yes. voiceover and Jaws. And I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, maybe maybe he might consider it. That's all. But anyway, thank yeah. you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Diane. Okay. Marsha is next. Uh, Marsha's hand is down. I think it's Myrna, isn't it? Nathan, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um, when we were planning this, um, I had the link to your site and I went on it and Viper said it was blocked. And I said, all right. Right. Yeah. No, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've got into arguments with Viper many times cause I use Viper as well. It's a fantastic piece of software. Um, and I have no idea what their problem is. Um, I've had it added to their list several times. I've even spoken to their tech team and said, look, What's the problem? What's it missing? But yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely understand how frustrating that is. Make sure uh, you're using HTTPS rather than HTTP. That seems to satisfy Vipper, interestingly. For me personally, uh, when I use Chrome, Chrome automatically changes my HTTP to HTTPS. Um, and when I put it through HTTPS, which is obviously more secure, Vipper seems to be happy. Um but no, I totally understand. I've come across this issue and I continue to dialogue with uh, the VIPPA team to find out what's going on there and why there's a problem. Well, is there anything else, Nathan, that we've not talked about yet or that you wanted to discuss with regard to your presentation? Um, well, I mean, the only thing left for me to really say, two things for me to really say is, first of all, thank you ever so much uh, to you guys for having me and for noticing what I'm doing. And for those who have found the software useful, thank you so much for using it, for talking about it and just for giving it a try. I know how, how daunting that can be to try uh, software from this nobody across the pond who you've never heard of. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much for giving me a chance. And finally, if you do have questions on the software, you have a suggestion, you found a bug, uh, you want to just reach out and ask if I've had experience or want to chat about something in particular, um, then my contact address was in the email. But if not, if you haven't seen that, it's support. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T at nathantech.net. And the website is obviously nathantech.net. That's N-A-T-H-A-N-T-E-C-H dot net. Um, and the software archive is uh, software s-o-f-t-w-a-r-e dot nathantech dot net and off the top of my head uh, really the audacity question if i'm not mistaken i may be but i'm about 90 percent sure if you go to the software archive find audacity in there it's really easy to find it's under audio editors um in there it will give you a description of audacity and there are links in there both to the download page of audacity and to the audio tutorial page on uh, my website. Nathan, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Larry, go ahead, Alan. Let me make a comment. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I just want to say when, when I came across Dean Martino's top tech tidbits, I think it was probably three or four weeks ago. I can't remember what date it was. And, and about the first 10 entries all had to do with Nathan's website. <laughs> it seemed like there was like a bunch of tutorials and a bunch of software. I thought, man, I, I got to check this out. And, uh, I, I was totally blown away about all this, all the stuff that was out there. And then also the fact, I mean, 
here Nathan is working on a university degree and stuff and doing all this stuff independently. It's all free. And I, and I wrote him a question. I can't even remember what I asked him, but I mean, he got back to me right away and stuff. So, you know, got people, I just want to urge you to, to get out to his site and, and, and look at the stuff because th th this is, this is somebody that's really trying to help us and it's really doing a good job with it. And we really appreciate all your work. So thanks. Thank, thank you for giving it a try. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually, until it was mentioned to me, it might, may well have been by you guys actually um, about Dean Martin. I wasn't even aware that he'd put me in a list um, until somebody actually sent me a link and I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, Dean's been doing that for a very long time, several years, top tech tidbits, and it's great. It comes in mailboxes all over the world every Thursday, and it's a terrific resource. Great, yeah. We got time for Michael, I think. Uh, it's Yeah, we got time for one more hand, and then we'll close it off. Okay, Michael. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, did you... Did you happen to give a, a a tutorial for your website building software? Again, um, giving uh, or rather making tutorials for uh, my software admittedly had never crossed my mind. Now okay. that it has, I will make sure there are tutorials for all of them. Um, okay, so yes, but, but it is explained how to use it, right? Somewhere? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of, all of the software come with documentation. Okay, absolutely. okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you also for staying up late uh, to be with us or getting up early, whichever the case may be. We enjoyed it. No worries. Tremendously. And I think you got a lot of converts to come over to the site and take a look at your tutorials and your software, and we thank you so much for being with us. Next week, John and I and uh, Jeff Bishop will be here. Now, John and I are always here, but John's working still, and his hours, by the way, have changed because Disney is getting ready to open up. So they've shifted his hours so that he's actually done at 9 p.m. at night for some of those days. Monday is, that, is one of the dates included. So we have decided to pre-record uh, a presentation that we're going to do on Clubhouse, which is taking... America by storm, and especially blind people, but a lot of people are into that. If you have, especially if you have a a uh, iOS phone, and then we'll come back at the end and we'll take questions, etc. As well. So that's next week, John and myself and Jeff. And by the way, we're also going to do the same thing uh, to some degree with visits from Randy Rusnick. Also, Stephen Garrow will be with us as we do main menu this Wednesday night, and we'll talk about Clubhouse for one hour. And then the Information Access Committee will be with us to talk about things that we're working on for the ACB convention coming up in July. So lots to do, and we hope you'll join us for some or all. And thank you so much for being with us, and join us next week on Tech Talk. <laughs>